0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Childhood Remastered. I'm your host, Sean Coca. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to look at something that uh, I honestly didn't watch when I was a kid.
1: And uh, I don't know, maybe did you ever watch it? Yeah, so I actually did. I have three cousins who are awesome, and uh, they're all girls, and they loved My Little Pony. And they're a few years older than me, so this was like they were the prime demographic for this show. And when I would go over to their house or they come to mine, we actually watched... I have actually watched a decent amount of these episodes when I was a kid, but I haven't honestly seen them until, until we did this.
0: Yeah, so spoiler alert, we're going to watch My Little... or We're going to talk about My Little Pony today. And we're not talking about the My Little Pony of recent years. The uh, Friendship is Magic one that spawned the Brony Revolution in the bowels of the internet.
1: Right, yeah, we're going to talk about the... Um... I I guess you could call it a classic. Uh, The 1986 uh, television uh, classic, uh,
0: Classic in terms of years old only. Yes. It's like a classic car. It's like a Pinto would be a classic at this point.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think that's kind of a good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be looking at My Little Pony. My My Little Pony and Friends is the actual... Is the actual title of this cartoon. We're
1: we're gonna do the first six episodes.
0: Yeah, and so believe me, getting through those first six episodes
1: of this show was was tough. It was tough for the both of us. It was tough on my wife. She actually had to leave the room. She couldn't deal with the audio. And my kid, you know, part of the idea that that we try and cover with the show is to see do these shows hold up with kids? Spoiler alert. I don't think so because my two-year-old was not interested. She said it was dumb and she wanted to watch Batman again. So, um, <laughs> well, the show
0: is one of the just just to get a little background. It's one of the uh, classic
1: 1980s toy hawking shows. Yeah, the toy came out in 1981, and it actually took a while for them to get a TV show made. Uh, they did do a movie first, and, and there was actually a couple other movies made by the same. The same people and the Transformers movie, I believe, and uh, G.I. Joe movie and My Little Pony all came out around the same time, and My Little Pony and Transformers didn't do well. In fact, My Little Pony tanked hard uh, so bad that the G.I. Joe movie, which is awesome, did not get released in theaters. Yeah, and the, and the, the
0: My Little Pony, not to talk too much about it, but the My Little Pony uh, movie actually had some pretty big name actors in it. That, yeah, you know, voice actors. Voice actors. It had Danny DeVito, Madeline Kahn, Cloris Leachman, Rhea Perlman, Tony Randall. It also had a number of um, of voice actors in the movie. It had a number of voice actors that were, were famous for doing voice acting in cartoons. Right, right. You know, you got your Frank Welkers and your Peter Cullens and... And um, a good number of the non-really famous people transitioned to the the show. So yeah. there was, there in fact,
1: was... Danny DeVito and Rio Perlman, I believe, also were in the show because their characters from the movie reoccurred in the TV show in later episodes that we're not covering. If you guys want more My Little Pony after this, after you hear what we have to say, uh, we may, if we get enough demand. But uh, dear God, please don't do that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's
0: bad. But. So, it, it's 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 interesting to see the uh it's interesting to see the voice cast. I mean, this is that's what's so
1: strange. So, our, Yeah, we talked about this a lot actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, my
0: first impression of the show is I before we get started talking about the show,
1: we're going to open up some beer. So, uh I went to a, a a brew event nearby for a limited bottle release and I figured I'd pick up a couple of uh Growlers, we're doing Valiant Brewing today in Orange, so it's a mosaic uh, crescendo.
0: Yeah, nobody pays us to do this, we just actually like beer.
1: Yeah, a <laughs> lot.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, my my uh, history with this show is almost non-existent. I, I was aware of it, I definitely remember when it would come on. I had female cousins that watched it, I'm the oldest child, so I didn't have any older sisters or anything that were, that were watching this show too. But I, I remember it coming on, I remember the theme song. I, I definitely remember the toys and I remember not really caring about it. It wasn't it wasn't a show that was directed at boys. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't really for boys. It wasn't a male show so I had no interest in it and I completely missed it. You know this is something that we that we were talking about beforehand that the show honestly, at least in my opinion, it's I don't feel like it has that much appeal for girls
1: either. You know, I, I think it's actually a really good example of the kinds of television programming that... Yeah, it's good, huh? Ooh, yeah, it's a great beer. Um, it, I think it's kind of a symptom of the kind of shows that we were presenting to girls at the time. It was almost like, here, we don't care about you. Uh, you're not a major marketable demographic for toys or um, consuming our products. So we're going to give you the second-hand, essentially, swill that we're going to peddle to you, and you just got to deal with it. Um, I mean, it, there's actually several shows that are kind of like this. Um, the the Potato Head and Friends show. And a which few, was part of this which show. Which was part of this. Yeah, there's was an animated Barbie show, a Gem. Uh, hey, although, don't, don't talk shit on Gem. Okay, well, Gem wasn't nearly as bad. Uh, but but it was kind of this idea of, like, there were never any like female heroes. It was all just kind of it was kind of placating junk and, and this is it just ex, it personifies that i think yeah and, and what's funny too about
0: this show is that and we were talking about this right before we started recording is that this show had the potential to, to be based, really good based on all the players involved it had the it had the potential to be amazing you yeah. had you had really good
1: talented voice actors right that that were in a lot of stuff and the people who made it too. So Sunbow Entertainment was the animation studio. They did things like GI Joe, The Tick, Bucky O'Hare, Gem Transformers, and it was licensed and distributed through Graz Entertainment, which is like kind of not nearly as big a deal. But they did a, a decent amount of stuff at the time. They were produced by Marvel Productions. that also did a ton of these like really great cartoon shows. And so you, you have it being made by people who know what they're doing. The, the first the and first then voice epi- acted by people who know what they're doing. Yeah, the first episode. Well, the, the first like the, the show is separate. The
0: first bits of the show are separated into almost like made-for-TV movies. You know, the, the first the first one is a ten-part episode uh, that we're
1: going to cover six episodes. We're going to
0: cover six episodes of, but that first ten-part episode and the next four episodes after that were written by a guy named George Arthur Bloom. Yeah, he's a he actually he's had got some- he's got some pedigree to him. He's a he's a. Like a pretty decent yeah, comedy didn't he, writer. Didn't he
1: write for All in the Family
0: wrote, and um, All in the Family and the Dick Van Dyke Show too? Right. Yeah. He wrote for the Dean Martin comedy, uh, the Dean Martin comedy roast, the Celebrity Roast, Chico and the Man, Starsky and Hutch, Welcome Back, Cotter. He wrote an episode of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, which Billy was Christ- a,
1: which a, an acclaimed show. Yeah, Billy um, Crystal
0: Comedy Hour. He was uh, he was a writer. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, he has
1: a pretty decent like. Writing. He wrote for the Transformers. That's the thing about this guy's. And Transformers, he... I, I watched not that long ago. God, I really hope we get to cover that show. It's really good. Yeah, the thing um, he
0: started, he he like wrote the first couple episodes for a couple
1: different. Cartoons. He he wrote he he wrote the episodes that started the series. Right. So he has a pretty decent pedigree, and so we have all of these players involved in in the production and creation. Like a uh, perfect storm. A perfect storm of what could be really awesome. And the premise <laughs> isn't that bad. I mean, these are like magical horses that like you know go on adventures, and they could have done it so much better. Yeah. I mean, I get that like they were trying to go for the cutesy thing, but and that they still could have done that and been successful. There's some great shows like. Uh, you know, uh, Powerpuff Girls and stuff yeah. that, that are cutesy but are awesome. That shows um, that are directed towards girls yeah. that actually have a story. And the guy who did this did the Street Fighter animated series too. So it's not like he doesn't yeah. know how to write for animated, uh, you know, action related stuff. Yeah, and it, it was just this. I think it was the t- the era in which the show was made. You know, I, maybe maybe let's just go ahead and, and jump right in. My
0: The, like I said, the episodes that we watch, we watched six episodes of a ten yeah. episode run. It's that, called the
1: End of Flutter Valley. Yeah,
0: the first episode has to deal with it. Was the ponies were the the, the ponies? They called them the Little Ponies. Those are the those are the titular right. ones. We're going to visit the Flutter Ponies because it, there's some. They were gonna. I don't. There's an event
1: going on. There's like a celebration, and they're going to celebrate with them. Right. So so even before that, though, the the intro to the show is actually really good in comparison to the rest of the show. It's fairly well animated. The song is catchy. Um, it's nice and concise. It's nothing super complicated. I mean, they do a good job of like, making it marketable for kids. But then the show itself starts right off the bat uh, with animation-wise and, and voice acting with some just kind of laziness. Uh, I mean, it kind of starts off with this flutter pony laughing in a bush on a horrifying loop, and it just um, continues to cycle like three or four times and then immediately cuts over to how the Flutter Ponies scared the baby pony, um, named Baby Cuddles, which is a laughable name too. And You know what? Um, but, and it scares this pony, and they're all kind of whiny and kind of weird.
0: The, um, the thing I love about the uh, the thing that I loved about the uh, the baby baby cuddles is that it, it's the uh, it's the stupid TV trope about babies, young people, babies talking like idiots. Which babies don't have a full grasp? You know, this isn't a baby baby. This is like a like a toddler, like a little kid. Uh, but the 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 baby cuddles. She does stuff like she says, "Me scared and me no want that."
1: Yeah, it's like it reminded me. It's funny you mention that because it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Caveman Attorney at Law with Phil Hartman back in the nineties. <laughs> um, fire bad. <laughs> uh you know it but like he he'll like give this like very complex legal synopsis and then go into firebad, like broken english yeah um but the, yeah they had some like weird examples of that but um oh the first thing
0: i noticed being a f- huge fan of the simpsons was oh nancy, yeah, nancy yeah. cartwright is is, <laughs> yes. a, is a voice actor for multiple characters on this show and i yeah. sat there and i said
1: is that bart simpson coming out of that horse because it's the same goddamn voice some of the so like the the three witches for instance uh, Hidia the mom and then the the two daughters Dragle and Rika uh, are also voice acted by some famous somewhat famous voice actors too and so you know the, they 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 show them like on their way to Flutter Valley or whatever and immediately cut over to the three witches the one uh, short fat one named Rika she has this like very garbage pale esque like persona she's like eating worms and mud and and she's well, kind of a sloppy. god damn it mom i want to kill the police! yeah she has this very like weird sloppy voice that i noticed now with the, some of the shows we've done it, it seems to be this like reoccurring like style to like doing some sort of villain they have these like kind of well they're yeah they're evil so they have to they, they have to have, have, a, have a weird voice yeah they can't just have a normal voice to be evil right and they so they immediately cut over All to them. All voices
0: matter. <laughs>
1: so they, yeah, they immediately cut over, and the the, uh, the mom is carrying this giant spoon with a hunchback. Uh, it was yeah, she's just really weirdly animated. Uh, yeah. And, and they never explain the spoon. I don't understand the spoon. I didn't. I assumed that it was because she was a witch and they make m- brews and maybe, she stirs it. Through. Maybe it came from the movie that, that we didn't watch. Yeah, um, I don't know. But uh, you know they um they they have this like awful attempt at slapstick where Hidia makes daughters go get ponies. From the Volcano of Doom. Oh, it's the um, Volcano of Gloom. Was it, really? Yeah. Okay. Volcano yeah. of Gloom. That shows how well I was paying attention. <laughs> uh, as I was uh, trying to remember stuff. So, you know, they, uh, there's also this dinosaur who travels with them named Spike, which kind of seems He's random and ex- out of place. Hold on,
0: excuse you.
1: He is a baby dragon. Well, whatever. He looks like a big pink dinosaur. It's like a <laughs> Barney's Bastard Child. Yeah. Um, it, it just it didn't fit. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, um, and the, he was in the movie, too. There's a lot of occasions that if you go back and you watch this show, they, they have these, uh, you know, most animated shows, they have this, like, 10 or 20-second loop of dramatic music or exciting music that they tend to reuse in every episode. That's pretty normal. They, the dramatic, quote, music for the My Little Pony show, they never seem to time it right, and it either plays way too long or too short, and it never really matches what's going on. So they will show, like, a, quote, dramatic scene where somebody's falling. They'll start their dramatic music... The pony will get saved, and they're talking about something happy, and the sad, dramatic music is still playing well, for like a good thirty seconds. From, it's it's very like disjointing. From what I've just uh, jarring. From from watching this show, what
0: I what I realized is that, and and we were talking about this too, is that it seems like everything in the show was done on the cheapest of cheaps. You yeah, had you had, yeah. and, and this isn't uncommon that you have multiple uh, characters voiced by the same voice actress or actor, whatever. But it's it really seemed like uh, the they didn't even try to mask the fact that or they, they were, didn't care that they were yeah and the animation was really bad in a, in a couple things where like ponies were talking but no mouths
1: were moving or the mouths were moving and the head was moving back and forth and it looked like they're... it was like um the the parents in Beetlejuice when they stretched their face out that's what the the face of the pony faces look like sometimes because the animation got kind of whoever it was that was doing the um. The uh, the filler animation, whatever studio it was, I think I think the the filler animation was uh, done by um, Sunbo, which is weird. But there they was it's like laziness somewhere. Um, yeah. So the other thing to mention about this show is is that the episodes of
0: the pony show is on, they're only ten, 10 to, or twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah, ten to eleven minutes long because it was part of a two part. It was part of a two part show. Yeah, it would where be the like, first part would be ponies, yeah. the second part would be another show, and it was. It was. I mean, it, it wasn't an uncommon thing where it's you know the the Pony and Friends half hour, and then the Friends yeah. part was well, the second part.
1: Like in the Zelda, uh, you know, show that we covered. Uh, same thing with the Super Mario Brothers show. It was like half animated and half live action, and so it was like made to fill like half the time of the show. Yeah, normal so shows. Kinda,
0: were, normal shows were like twenty two minutes long.
1: Yeah, plus commercials made it yeah. thirty. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so so they. But the, the thing about that is, is that
0: is that everything in these episodes feel rushed because they've only got eleven minutes, and especially yeah. maybe so like
1: let's cram as much as we can in, and then there's like abrupt endings and all kinds of just yeah. Especially,
0: yeah. especially in these first ten or first six episodes that we watch, but I assume it's the same way through the first ten. Is that it's following a longer story that is broken up. It's a ninety-minute story that's broken up into ten-minute chunks. Over right. the course of over the course of ten episodes, which isn't
1: necessarily a problem if they had formatted it properly.
0: Yeah, it, it, they basically break it up and end it, end it each episode where you would put a commercial. Yeah, like and if I it mean, was a regular show, it's like it, you know fade yeah. out and then it goes to the credits.
1: And I know why they do it, and they do it because they figure kids won't care. Uh, parents, especially at the time, you know, there's a lot of latchkey kids, so parents just like plop their kid in for the TV and walk away. Um, I mean, it's not like people don't do that now too, but. There was this, I mean, you could sense that they figured, well, nobody's really going to give a shit. So we'll just kind of be lazy and uh, we can sell some toys. Yeah, and, and, and they really put about as
0: little effort into this as, as, as possible because in a, normal, in a normal show, you have to have some kind of, you know, you have a conflict and you have something that you need to resolve that, that, that causes the tension but in this show, it's it's it's, it's like it a pseudo
1: conflict. Yeah, it
0: was hard for me to describe what happens in the show because so little happens it in feels each like episode.
1: So much, yet so little happens at the same time.
0: Yeah, like in okay, so in episode one, the basic synopsis is the little ponies are going to meet with the flutter ponies because it's some big celebration and they're they're like cousins. And it's some big celebration that they do every year and they're all excited, and basically the witches want to, to capture them. They want to capture them, they want
1: to wreak havoc. And that's basically it. And that is the plot. Of the and first episode. Of the right. first episode. and So it feels like almost nothing happens. Yeah, and so it's literally a whole lot of walking. And weird filler dialogue.
0: Yeah, and and just talking and you sitting there going like, oh my god,
1: I recognize that voice. Or how how is that voice here? And and like noticing, wow, you know, the background animation, like the, the scenery is not poorly animated. Why do they get so lazy with the characters? And I mean, maybe some of that is because they... Uh, they only have to animate the background once and then it can just recycle them so that's probably yeah. a two you know one thing i thought about just now is that um there are a lot of ponies there are a lot of them honestly i there was so i there were too many and i just said fuck it i'm not going to remember them all and i'm not even going to bother trying to write them down because and
0: and that's the thing is like this show what would you say the age range for this show is the the the, the, the... Mm,
1: probably i mean uh, I would originally say, yeah originally i would say on the low end like four years old up to probably about nine or ten because that's probably the age range that they're trying to market to for the for the toys so
0: this is this is the problem that i run into when i'm reading like let's say alan moore or uh, like comic books right where, right where he does some big long epic comic book and he introduces so many characters and as an adult i'm reading these and i'm going like i don't remember who the hell this is and i have to flip back and go oh okay that's this guy all right yeah they, you, you, in a show geared towards, which I agree, it's probably like 4 to 9, maybe 4 to 10. In a show that's geared towards very young children... You have so many characters that have so many different names. Well, you know, and they all look kind of similar. There's okay, no, yeah, that's there's, true. There's no like distinguished. I mean, there's the the coloring, but they're all ponies. It'd be one thing right. if it was like a pony, and then this one was a Pegasus pony. But there's like multiple Pegasus ponies. And and there's it, multiple regular. It's ponies. all it is,
1: is just color palette swaps. Yeah. yeah, And and as a as a kid, I would I would assume that kids would be confused. Well, I, so as an example, because I have a, a toddler, so. Uh, You know, for instance, Batman, she knows all the villains. She knows Harvey Bullock and she knows, uh, you know, Officer Montoya. And I mean, she knows all these characters, but then there'll be like random characters that, you know, they might name once or something and she doesn't know who they are. But like she knows that that Clayface's first name is Matt. Like so, I mean, little kids tend to do they do tend to remember weird, weird stuff for kind of no particular reason. Yeah. And they tend to be really good, especially just because that age range is just their brains are just there to soak stuff up. Um, so that, I'm sure that that there was a lot of kids at the time who did remember it, but as an adult going back, it's too many, and they look too much the same. Yeah. It's not like you have, say, uh, the Joker and Clayface that are so physically different that it's pretty easy to kind of, like, distinguish. Or at least the Power Rangers, like, they're color-coded. There's only five of them. And they're
0: very distinctly color-coded. Well, six of Green Ranger, but, yeah, But the other thing was that I noticed, and the reason that made me think about this, uh, was... They always, whenever they were talking to someone, they would say the per- the, the other pony's name. There would be, you know, like, I can't even remember any of the freaking, but, you know, it'd be like, oh, hey, hey, Flutter Pony.
1: And they would say the thing's name. It's like... And then it'd be, like, one time that they would mention it. Yeah, um, but
0: it was it was always in dialogue where the, yeah. you knew who they were talking well, to. Well, like,
1: one of them's name is Morning Glory, and I only know that because uh, that particular pony's name kept getting reused over and over again. Yeah, they're uh, just, like, drilling
0: like, it into our heads that this is the pony's name. This is the one you need to ask your parents to buy. Right.
1: And then, like, the, the fur bobs and, uh, you the know... fur some, bobs. We yeah, haven't even got bo- to them. Yeah, so, I mean, there, some of them, like... But then again, there's tons of fur bobs, but they don't give them any particular yeah. names. So well, so this um,
0: episode this episode ends with the witches causing a landslide.
1: Well, no, 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 that's a different episode. So I thought that was the end of this one. No, no. So so they, this episode, um, they decide that they're going to go get the they're going to go whatever uh, capture the ponies. The the witches do. Um, they have this like weird slapstick scene, like coming down the mountain. That's really awkward. And then uh, the witches capture the ponies. And the flying ponies save them by kicking up pollen, which causes them to sneeze and release the nets. So th- they're traveling to go to Flutter Valley for this dumb magic crystal. That oh, that's makes right. Their- they had lassos. That's yeah. what they
0: cop- captured them in. They yeah. turned, like, yeah. flowers yeah. into lassos. Yeah, so
1: they, they want to go to this... Uh, you know, Flutter Valley with the magic crystal makes everything perfect, perfect and beautiful. And the the ponies uh, declare a quote "Sun Tuesday." I don't even know what the hell that is. Some and kind of
0: the- some kind of occult pagan nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> indoctrinating our children.
1: <laughs> well, and then they sing this song called uh, "The Sun Song," uh, where it's like, "From the sun comes warmth." Um, I- <laughs> that was that's okay. That's the other thing about this show is that
0: every episode has a song. Sometimes yeah. multiple songs, but they'll have like a little thirty second song
1: about. Whatever So I think what we'll do is We'll let you guys hear some of that So uh, go ahead Sean And play it
0: So that was fun uh, no. Um, and that's something that you hear literally in every single episode, sometimes multiple times an episode. Yeah,
1: there's a bunch of weird songs. Uh, so, like, during the song that's playing, they're showing, like, seasons change, and there's a bunch of, like, really weird choppy animation. And Pon- so-
0: ponies juggling fur balls.
1: Yeah, with their hooves. Yeah, and they show the the dragon dinosaur spike singing even though there's like no vocalization for him singing. So after the song's over, the witches they pull up this book that they have and they decide to cause an avalanche and the episode ends basically right as they ca- cause an avalanche like yeah, on a on but, a cliffhanger but, that's poorly edited.
0: Yeah, the stuff is falling down. That, that's what I'm saying that the show ends where you would put a commercial. Yeah. It, it's yeah. classic thing where, you like, the, the stuff stuff is happening. Like, say there's an avalanche and the rocks are falling down, then it cuts to commercial. Then it comes back from commercial, and then they replay that the stuff is falling, and then they have the resolution. That's yeah. what it is, but, yeah, it, but just, this, it ends the episode.
1: Yeah. It, it, weren't the Bushwillies introduced in this episode, too? Um, they're, they're like a weird rainbow-colored, like, uh, midget grimace that, that like serves... Little, yeah, fuzzballs. Yeah, that, like, serve them and, like, uh, take care of them, but they don't explain why or where they come from or anything like that, so... So then the episode just abruptly ends and then yeah. we, we get the uh, end credits yeah so um, uh, then we
0: move on to episode two and it picks up right where episode one
1: yeah so it turns out they did not cast an, av- an avalanche they cast a mud up instead of a mud slide I thought it was a, they wanted to cast a
0: landslide but instead she casts a land pie I, I don't know the, the, yeah.
1: the writing is just awful. Yeah, it, it just, it, so it didn't make sense. Uh, that's what I remembered, so, I mean, I could be wrong, but they're, so because they screw up, they essentially avoid all possibility of any confrontation whatsoever. Yeah. That, so it's like, oh,
0: there's an avalanche. oh, just kidding. Yeah, the the, uh, the thing that I wrote down about this is that there, the conflict is non-existent. Not that you have to have a ton of conflict in a kid's no, show. No,
1: but, I mean, it... If you're going to show that there's con- conflict, have conflict and then a resolution. Yeah. You don't have a conflict and then just go. The conflict oh, resolves itself. Yeah, and they go, "Oh well, forget it." We're just kidding. We're not going to really have conflict because it's ponies. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's just lazy writing. So this um, is this is another episode where oh not, so not a whole so, lot happens. Well, they all want to turn the other cheek. Except for it, one, like except for one who's like, yeah, fight the power, like you know, yeah, fist you, you, in the air. You have
0: the one, you have the one militant pony who's like,
1: no, no, smuck those guys. We need to go take the fight to them. Yeah, they're like, the the one pony's... I mean, you can see it the, the the way that the voice actor voices it. Like it's like the character's annoyed and doesn't understand. Wait, wait a second. So we know where they live. There's only three of them. And there's like hundreds of us. Why aren't we fucking the shit up right now? Yeah,
0: why are we trampling on them? Yeah, and and so the other pony's
1: like, no, we should turn the other cheek. Don't fly back. And so, and then it's like kind of never really discussed again. The witches end up back at their volcano house. Um, and the kids are eating donuts, which weirdly leads to a witch song about family well no
0: so the donuts are the donuts are a punishment because they don't like sweet and right. tasty things yeah, they, they want to like eat gross like gross stuff yeah gross like stuff like garbage and, yeah. and, and, and so and, they, they're, and yeah and they're eating yeah. donuts as a friggin as a punishment yeah
1: and so they they have this like weird family song where the picture ancestors come to life because the witch doesn't know what to do she's, yeah, she's so, like out of she has no idea what to do yeah so um here let's listen to the song now uh because it's it's also pretty bad
0: So during this song, the paintings in their in their lair come to life, and it's all the old old family from wherever. Yeah, wizards
1: and witches and stuff that they're related to. The they evil. all come to life and jump out of the painting.
0: Yeah, and then they, they consult them and to find out what they should do about the ponies.
1: What I thought was really odd, though, was the pictures come to life and communicate only through Whisper and only to the mom so as to not have to pay more voice actors? I'm guessing. I... I The the voice
0: actors were, like, strained to the limit anyway with doing four and five different characters. They probably couldn't do another one.
1: Well, maybe they hit the end of their budget, too. That could be. Because the movie tanked and made no money, and then they're doing this show that they had people on contract for, and they probably just couldn't afford any more people on the contract. But it it kind of feels weird, like a weird cop-out to just animate it that way. And so the, the plan that forms is to take the stone... So the bees will fight the ponies? Yeah, give the um, stone
0: get bumble the bee, the bee queen to help them.
1: Right. But it just it at first it just seems really weird that quote bees are going to fight the ponies and you're, I'm, I was, I heard that and I'm watching it and I'm thinking what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, it's, it's uh, so but they do show that that the bees are like these like weird uh, They're
0: like human-sized bees. Yeah,
1: they're like kind of uh, anthropomorphic uh, bee people that live in a frozen kingdom. So I was thinking, wouldn't the bees be dead leaving, living in a forest full of like frozen ice? Yeah, there's you... no flowers, uh, there's no pollen for them to eat, which I mean is part of why they want the sunstone in the first place, yeah. so that they can warm everything up and create like some sort of bee Shangri-La. But it's so cold that they would have died. Yeah, did, when you were
0: younger, this might be, I'm not a sociopath, but when, when, you, when you were younger, did you ever catch bees, put them in the freezer, knock them out, and then tie a string around them and fly them? That's not a
1: sociopath. That's just cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, um, that's
0: what I was thinking. Yeah, the same thing. You know, they're in this frozen wasteland, and I'm thinking that those bees should be sleeping because that's what happens when you put a bee in the freezer.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just kind of go into weird hibernation. Yeah. Uh, so I, the the bee queen uh, has uh, this like henchman named Sting. He's this weird one eyed bodyguard um, with a mohawk. Yeah, with a, a mohawk and a good fellas like a uh, like accent, like a phone goodfellas accent um and he's wearing like tight leather black pants yeah there's a lot of weird weirdness weird choices with the the way that they chose to animate characters uh, the bees have like four arms and then the two legs which i guess makes sense but this particular bee can't fly can't fly well yeah can't fly well all the other bees fly just fine yeah but so so something that's kind of interesting to touch on is the fact that these episodes generally have multiple plot lines going on at the same time. Yeah, And and they cut and paste back and forth. So at the same time that the ponies are talking about how they need to turn the other cheek and how they're free, they're also showing the witches meantime, but they never say meantime. So at the same time, the witches are back in the lair, and then they also show the bees. And so they have, like, three things kind of happening at the same time. And so it cuts back over to the uh, the ponies who uh, decide that they're going to go... I don't remember where they said they were going to go, but uh, they said they were going to go somewhere. They're still um, trying
0: to get to the valley, aren't they, to get the... Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah they're still yeah, trying so to get the Flutter Valley. Right, yeah.
1: So they're still trying to get to the to the valley, and so they come across these uh, like little creatures that are fur bobs, which are half grimace Half dog that are f- afraid of something called a stoneback, which is essentially a, a lazily drawn armadillo.
0: Yeah, a really big, vicious armadillo with like with like sharp fangs and.
1: St- yeah, that starts, st- it starts snorts. It around like a pig. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: all it does. It, that's the way it communicates.
1: But they they never really do anything. They're always deathly afraid of them, and they never actually provide any real danger, except in this episode. So the the ponies and Spike and the the Furbobs and. Whatever the, those other guys were, yeah, the 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 midget grimaces. Yeah, yeah they end up on the on the bridge, and the stoneback armadillo things end up on either side. They chew, they start to chew the rope away, and so it. But it just shows them on the bridge, and then there's no explanation, and it just completely abruptly ends and cuts straight to credits. Yeah. It wasn't even like a fade out. It was like, oh my. And episodes, yeah. we're gonna do. Yeah, that that one was really weird, uh, and I didn't really know what happened at first. I thought like something, somebody like messed up the video, or there's like a mistake. Yeah, and I went and re- I rewatched it, and that that was how That's it was how intended. It yeah, yeah it, and so it's it, so.
0: In, not not only do they have not only do they have bad animation coupled with questionable voice acting from really good voice actors, they also have like really choppy re- editing. Yeah, really choppy editing where it's.
1: It, it, it looked like as, a lot of cut and paste. Yeah,
0: they were trying to do I think as much as they could with as little as they
1: had, which was sad. Well, it may not have been the best idea because they ended up like sixty-five episodes for season one alone, and then another fifteen for season two. So they had the time. It's not like they could have they could have just done a less ambitious storyline. Yeah, but it, so the episode ends, and then it cuts right into episode three, and it starts right off the back where the Stonebacks do in fact chew through both sides of the bridge and all the ponies and all their friends die well <laughs> and that the end of the show the end of our podcast um, no they, they all fall and so the rope falls but the pegasus looking one saves a couple of the ponies the, the baby one and then I think uh, maybe spike or something grabs onto her tail or something yeah yeah and then the unicorn one, uh, the blue unicorn one, whose name escapes me, mostly because I probably blocked it out. You don't care. Um, it's yeah, fine. You don't yeah, care. I, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. Uh, so the, the unic- blue unicorn one uh, blows this, like, large bubble above yeah. the head to create, like, a, quote, uh, parachute.
0: Yeah, so each of the unicorn ones, I looked this up. I, I did not have this information, so I looked it up. Each of the unicorn ones apparently has some one magical power that they can use. Just one. Just one. And this one's power is to make bubbles. It makes... It blows... Oh, maybe
1: the character's called, like, Bubble Pony or Bubble... Yeah, I don't bubble know. But it, it blows a yeah. bubble
0: out of its horn.
1: Yeah. And it can, like... But they call it a parachute, but it's not really a parachute. But the bubble helps them f- keep from falling. Yeah. However, all the things that it saves are sitting on top of the bubble. I That was just... I, I didn't understand. Um, so they all float down to the bottom. Uh, this was another example of... There's conflict, but then the conflict doesn't do anything. Right. And so some of the polies, uh, ponies fall into the water, and they're fine. And then one of the, the, the the baby one and Spike end up, quote, rescued and, and drop onto the ground into some mud. And then the other ones float down on the bubble. But the ones who fell in the water were perfectly fine. So why do they need to be saved in the first place? Um, because they needed to
0: show that the unicorn pony has a magic power.
1: I, I, I guess. It just seemed like, like a waste of time. Um, but again, this is this whole show one.
0: seems like a waste of
1: time. You know, Sean, I, I'm just going to apologize to everybody and to Sean because it was my idea to do My Little Pony, and I'm going to fess up to it. It that was my idea, is, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sure
0: that this has earned me some karmic points in the next life. I'm not going to be reincarnated as a beetle. It's going to be.
1: It's going to be like um, a grasshopper or something. Is something more powerful? Yeah, something with with nunchuck skills. Yeah. So, so they so they end up and, and again nothing happens and there's dramatic music that so then, again plays while nothing's happening. Uh, the dramatic music didn't start until... Like, halfway through the fall? Until halfway through the fall, and then it continued after the fall while they're talking about everything and getting their shit together.
0: So then, like you were saying, we do, like, a smash cut back to the flutter no well, well, no, the,
1: the baby's hurt. Oh, the baby, yeah. Yeah, so the baby me is Hurt. Me leg hurt. Yeah, me leg hurt. So they decide to head back to Furbobia, or Furbobia For yeah, and and get the the baby leg, the baby baby's legs fixed. Imagine uh, so if, then, cut to then a weird abrupt
0: cut. Can, can you imagine if we named our cities like that, Humanopolis or or uh, Mansville?
1: You know, that could be interesting and also confusing because eventually you just run out of body parts. Yeah, and and creatures to like name cities after. Who
0: wants so. to live in Wangtopia, Sean?
1: <laughs> All day.
0: population one, it's me. <laughs> so then, so then, smash cut back to Flutter Valley where where the witches make a rainbow
1: to distract the dumb flutter
0: ponies (laughs) and steal it's like okay so the flutter ponies have wings like fairies like there's there's pegasus ponies and they're fast yeah there's there's pegasus ponies that have like pegasus wings and then there's the flutter ponies that have like fairy wings and so the flutter ponies see a rainbow and it's it's like a fucking bug zapper yeah they go oh a rainbow and they go up and they just start flying around it. <laughs> yeah, like, uh,
1: I, I was wondering at what point one of them was going to get electrocuted and <laughs> all on fire to the I mean, ground.
0: I mean, there's a plot. There is a plot that the witches could have done. Make an electrified fucking
1: rainbow, and they would have flown right into it, just... <laughs> and they would have been dead. And have to have somebody save them from that. That could have been a more interesting plot yeah. line. Yeah! But they chose not to do that. So, so they
0: distract the flutter ponies, and then in the last I, episode they had
1: convinced the bumblebees... To help, help them steal the sunstone, and uh, so while the the Idiots. ponies are yeah the the idiot ponies are distracted by the rainbow, they go over and they steal the stone, and uh, the Flutter Ponies realize that the rainbow isn't real. And as soon as they realize it's not real, the whole thing melts away like like paint being diluted by water on a on a canvas. Yeah. And the uh, the bees go off back into their frozen forest, and the Flutter Ponies get trapped in this giant honeycomb... Did that happen in this episode? Yeah, yeah, this giant honeycomb bell prison. They're trapped in the honeycomb hideout! It's made of wax and covered in honey. They could literally eat their way out. I know Sean would love to, because he loves honeycomb. Um, So they end up in this thing, and again... The witches sing another weird song about dark and dirty, dingy being great because yeah. they're excited that that the Flutter Valley is going to get destroyed.
0: The, that's the thing: is you take the stone away, and then Flutter Valley in a day will
1: die and yeah. it'll turn ugly and, and gross. And then, yeah, and so as they're singing, Flutter Valley, is, like they're showing things in Flutter Valley slowly wither and die away. Yeah, but I
0: mean, it's that it's that it's that terrible like time passage thing where they show a blooming flower. And then, they, and then it's just sort of a cut to, now it's kind of a wilting flower, and then now it's a dead flower. But there's no transition, it's just healthy flower, wilting flower, dead flower.
1: It was almost as if uh, several frames of the animation were just edited out maybe to those, make it look choppy on purpose. Maybe those frames were embarrassed, they just didn't want to show up. I would be if I was in My Little Pony. So, you guys, so do you guys want to listen to the song? Because it's pretty terrible. I... Let's do it. All right. Wonderful day Damn dingy. isn't it love watching flowers hey, watch out! The Dark and dirty
0: of nice and shiny. So, one thing that really pisses me off about the about Tress McNeil, who's usually an amazing voice actress. Um, she plays a lot of stuff that you've probably heard her in, in The Simpsons and in Futurama and all that, is that when she pronounces Flutter Valley, the word flutter, she overpronounces it. It's always flutter. Flutter, flutter. Yeah, she has to pronounce those T's, and that's not a that's not a natural way of speaking. Which I think would be something that you would try to do as a voice actress. She
1: kind of pronounces it the the way that Garth speaks in Wind's World.
0: Yeah, flutter. Are you thinking of Garth? Are you thinking of the uh, Wheat's? Louis- oh, oh Jesus. Are yeah, th- I
1: am. You're right. Yeah, I was thinking of Polly Shore. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. How well, dare. Garth does do it a little bit too. But so during that song that's playing, uh, when they're talking about the ketchup, that's it's a re- you'd have to see it because they have this giant spider named Ugg or Gug or Arg. Ar- Ar- whatever. It's a it's a sound, not a name. And the spider is is giant. It's like 20, 30 feet tall. And he's kind of bent over cooking hamburgers on a grill and so he's cooking hamburgers on a on the grill and he spills ketchup and that's what they're referencing yeah and it's a it's giant a, bottle of ketchup a, a giant, giant bottle of giant ketchup bottle. and a spider spills ketchup all over the ground and then they're mad about that but they what they want is is trash and and everything destroyed so they pick up the ketchup and they throw it everywhere right and so at one point during that song they actually show the scene where they're all standing there singing and the camera's actually behind the spider's uh legs and they're showing the trash just like like all over the ground it's like a 1970s indians nightmare yeah Uh, just uh just tears just tears everywhere it's just (laughs) trash garbage and and so why are they mad about the ketchup when their entire point is to litter and destroy Flutter Valley. I think I think it's that they're crazy people. Period. That's I, all they are. Yeah, I don't I, know. I just I think there's a lot of stuff that I don't get about my little pony. So uh,
0: so this episode ends with uh, the baby cuddles is hurt, and they're trying to get to Ferbabia, and they're on their way there, and they get stopped by the stonebacks, and the episode ends with them. In a standoff with
1: the with the stonebacks, armadillo monsters. Oh, so right before that, there is this this point at which um, the fl- the flying flutter pony has this really super creepy, weird animation where the mouth is moving, but the uh, the back of the head is like jutting for the, the the mouth. Is like jutting forward, like what I was talking about, like Beetlejuice. This is the scene where that happens. Some Lovecraftian so, so, nightmare. So it's like the mouth is moving, and and so as the mouth is moving, the mouth and the jaw is moving forward and stretching, and the back, it's like jutting back and forward, and then the the back of the head is also moving. But the, But the eyes and the hair are stationary, That's... and they stay completely still. They do not move, and it is it is it is it, the it thing of have, nightmares. It Sean. had to have been.
0: It had to have been an animation cheat. Where they were only animating the mouth, and they had a oh, stock, no, no. they had a stock cell of the head and the hair, and they were just they had that there, and they were only animating the mouth to save maybe money instead of animating the whole well,
1: of it. Probably, but but then why were they stretching the face? Um, because it's really it's really odd. It I ma- have no good answer. <laughs> you, you'll never have good answers. Sean. Not with this show. I don't know. Do you? Gonna yeah, so, know? Well, that's when the Stonebacks cover, uh, come and they show up uh, and they corner them. And then they cut to the flutter ponies trapped, and the queen bee sniffs the flowers in like like it's drugs. Well, she and, doesn't, then, that's and then how it's she, an abrupt
0: cut. That's how she eats them. She, she
1: sucks the flowers. Yeah, but is she kind of sniffing them like, uh, you know, Al Pacino sniffing cocaine. So, so intensely.
0: Yeah, just really <laughs> intensely.
1: So, And then that's the end. Yeah, and I so, think that,
0: that will do it for this episode. Um, we don't want to go too long. Uh, we're trying to cut these down so they're manageable time periods. So... Um, Yeah, our next episode, we will go over the next three episodes of My Little Pony uh, in Friends.
1: Hopefully the last three that we do for a while, unless you guys want more. uh, So
0: tune in next time for My Little Pony, the conclusion of My Little Pony. and uh, In all its glory. In all its glory, or lack thereof. So we appreciate you tuning in. Um, we'll see you next time. If you want to contact us, our Twitter is remasteredcast at remasteredcast or you can email us at childhoodremastered at gmail.com. And until next time, this, that'll do it. Yeah, this is Sean and Chris and we will see you next time.